welcome to the Stairway to Healing podcast. We have an amazing guest today. I'm actually going to let you introduce yourself. So tell us who you are and a little bit about you. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. I am Lacey Denequalo, but I think a lot more people know me, I guess, in our community as that plant lady, which is kind of crazy how that happened. And I'm definitely a plant lady in a lot of different ways. So I am... I guess you could say a wellness practitioner. Um, I've been navigating the field of health for a really long time, probably somewhere between 12 and 15 years now. And this started as a little girl. Um, you know, my parents were both athletes and very, very health forward people. And I'm super grateful for that because that was just my norm and my reality. And then as I got a little bit older, um, I was just like, this is it, this is it for me. And a lot of that did start kind of more with like athletics and sports and working out and eating healthy. And it was definitely a savior for me um, in my teen years and young adult life. So, you know, through all the different growing pains and trauma and the chaos that is just being like a young woman through like puberty and young adulthood, I was always able to go back to a lot of those practices. Um, and that was like my fuel, that was my inspiration. So, you know, I was doing training. Um, I competed in athletics for a while, which was awesome, an amazing experience. So I started really like networking and getting into the field at a young age. And, um, you know, with that, I actually started more in the realm of psychology, which I know you guys are very familiar with, with the work you do. And I wanted to initially focus on like sports medicine psychology. Um, so everything from like psychology for athletes and mindset to like eating disorders, nutritional recovery, and the whole abnormal psych realm, like really, really kind of, I don't know. It just sent me into a place. It sent me into a place. Um, Can I ask, when yeah. you say abnormal psychology, are you talking like chemical imbalances? like All of it, just anything from like, depression and anxiety to eating disorders to mania um relationships cognitive behavioral therapy like the mind was always really fascinating to me and how the mind and the body like that relationship specifically wow um did you go to school for psychology i did initially okay. go to go to college for psychology that. yeah yeah and I, and i was also training at the time um and i was a competitive athlete which is pretty cool so I was, uh, back in 2011, I was three-time nationally qualified bodybuilder. Wow. Which is kind of silly, and I feel like most people who meet me now, they're like, what? Um, but I think it's important to mention because that was a really huge, impactful time that really set the stage for my career. Because I learned a lot about what I did want to explore and what didn't serve me, like working in the health field, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of experiments, a lot of trial and error. And around that time, going into more nutrition, discovering myself as a woman, um, it, it just perpetuated so much healing for me. I was diving into a lot more of the herbal medicine stuff, and then that kind of shot forward. And without kind of dragging this on too long, I mean, it's been quite a few years, but, uh, you know, to be established as a community herbalist and, you know, somebody who works with wellness and, you know, a very integrative way, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It took a lot of years for me to establish that. And I think a lot of years to feel even remotely comfortable 
um, representing anything at all because I wanted to make sure that, I don't know, I could be really clear about what I wanted to share and what I wanted to represent, all while knowing that it's a super subjective journey, the journey of health in general. Um, but yeah, plants, plants healed me, plants helped me go in a completely different direction. Um, you guys know how enthusiastic I am about herbal medicine and mm -hmm. holistic medicine. So I think, you know, what's important to me is to use every different facet of the experience I've had over the past 15 years to be able to be a resource. You know, I just want to be a resource and continuously grow and learn so I can be a resource for the community. Wow. And you definitely are. So, um, known Lacey for a little while now and she's actually one of our local artists at Crystals of Quartz House of Healing here so she's got some stuff on the shelves so if you're local you can check that out it's actually I think available on our website too if anybody would like to purchase anything but I know that like we have customers that come in and they like swear by some of your products and I love know, it so that's pretty cool and um yeah I can say that she's definitely very knowledgeable because there'll be times where I'm like this is going on Lacey what do I do and she's always got good advice Thank so you. great person to call for a consult to about any like medical issues you have or anything Thank that you. you need a little extra boost with. And I think, you know, I really try to have a lot of different perspective because we are so unique, you know. Um, and I think every person, once they realize how multifaceted their health and their lifestyle is, you know, it's not just about how your body looks, but it's how you feel inside. And I think people get caught up sometimes when they make health their life mm -hmm. and not their lifestyle. You know, if you have a healthy lifestyle, it shouldn't consume your life. Your life, I feel like, I, I mean, that's where I think of enrichment. You know, what brings you joy? What are you doing creatively? What are you doing in your spare time? Your relationships, you know, your life works, um, travel, like all of those things. So I think that's, you know, something I like to be really clear and forward about as far as mindset if you make your health your life, you're too busy with that to live, you know? And I think just... And it can become unhealthy, right? Like, yes. what's there, isn't there, like, a disease you can get that starts with, like, an O where you're, like, over-exercising and... Um, orthorexia. Orthorexia, yeah, where yes. you're, like, you're, like, and that, you want to define it? You probably know the definition better than me. Yeah, so, um, orthorexia is when, and, like, you know, going back to psychological terminology, I guess, is when the obsession with health gets very unhealthy yeah. um, to the extreme where like, you know, similarly in the realm of anorexia and bulimia, mm -hmm. but with orthorexia, we're going to look more at somebody who is so rigid in healthy habits that they're, they can't enjoy their they're life. Like depriving themselves. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, deprivation, stress, a lot of shame cycles, um, a lot of guilt, a lot of grief, a lot of excuses. You know, we will see these people often get trapped in avoidance. So whether it's avoiding a family outing because of the food or avoiding certain relationships um, because people will ask or identify or inquire what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where you might see somebody who spends, you know, it's not just about exercise, but every second of their day has to be an exercise. Wow. Or, you know, it's just when it becomes their life mm -hmm. and not their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This can be really detrimental, um, like wow. any extreme. But... It's, it's scary because you see a lot of this perpetuated on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we've talked a lot about like the conundrum of social media when 
I was first really picking up in the health field and kind of getting my feet on the ground. You know, I was like 18 years old Mm -hmm. doing stuff and I didn't have an Instagram. You know, there were some social media things, but it was nothing like it is now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my stuff was like, I guess, brick and mortar in a way. And it's great to see the resources. I mean, because of that, we're sitting here having this conversation Mm -hmm. with the ability to reach a lot of people. But the the misinformation is is dizzying you know I try to stay focused about what I'm doing constantly because there's only so much you could do to stop it you know but I think the most heartbreaking thing for me is when I see other people's ignorance taken advantage of because somebody has a mass following or people just assume somebody's word is law and we're missing the point with health Mm -hmm. about going inside and making it personal yeah you know these people it's very very ego driven i think and it's like you know is this person really concerned about your health Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like a lot of people nowadays look at the followers as opposed to even the energy of the person that they're following and it's just like the mass like herd mentality of like it's like when you see those stores in like the city where there'll be like a line of people down five blocks and you Mm -hmm. feel like you have to get in line just because you're like it must be good if there's that many people right. in line, but you might get there and it's the shittiest cake you ever ate, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like, it's just sometimes it's that herd mentality mm-hmm. it can be super unhealthy. You don't want to be a lemming. Don't jump off the cliff just because right. everybody else is. And I think it's, how do we, how do we maintain merit in our personal discernment when we're navigating whose content or words we want to listen to or trust? And I think skepticism is really important. Like, I don't want anybody to even believe everything that I have to say. Yeah. I want them to say, that's interesting, and explore it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some great people with great platforms spreading awesome stuff. And kind of like we were discussing earlier, I think what interests me more is theory and ideology and mindset at mm-hmm. this point in my health career and how people can take those things and really apply them to their own life. Um, but but it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. Not everybody has the discernment. I feel like our generation, you know, we were super, super, um, I guess, what's the word? We grew up with, like, the development of tech. Mm-hmm. So the whole computer safety, internet safety thing was much different, was much different than it is now. Yeah. Like, now it's like, anything goes it's like a wild world out there it's a whole other universe in and of itself do all of us remember life before everyone yes. had a cell phone yes. oh yeah oh my God. i remember my first cell phone me too it was like this tiny little brick thing a nokia yeah. uh i don't know it was like i think it just said verizon on it honestly it was like this little gray brick of a phone like mm-hmm. super thick and it just like flipped up and the only thing you could do was play blackjack on it or call your friends to so have the little antenna too you know how some of the first it had an had antenna. antenna it had an antenna that came up and you could pull it out and um yeah I don't know. My parents just got it for me because I was like doing extracurriculars because I was a geek. But it was, I I mean, I didn't actually use it to do anything other than occasionally play blackjack in class when I shouldn't have been or, um, or like calling like my grandma or something, you know? Well, because back then it was just a phone. Now it's not just a phone. It's a tiny computer in your pocket. Right, right. And, um, it's so interesting. It's like an oxymoron. It's like, it's not just a phone. Here's this little box with anything and everything you could possibly 
look into, research, dream of, see, experience, like the yeah. entire world and a perspective of different people that the world are right here. What are we doing with it? How are we using this tool? Like, what is going on? You know? Um, but I'm also like a big bookworm. Like you said, like, you know, you were like, you know, your nerdy extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I feel that because um, I didn't particularly love school, but I love academics. Me too. Same. Like big time. And I get that from you too. I agree. Yeah. And it's like, it's personal development. It's and yeah. I love that you were talking about lifestyle too, because it kind of, you know, almost feeds into embodiment. I don't have um, the privilege to know you as well yet as Sid does, but there is something about your energy that just screams embodiment, like in all good ways. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know you so well, but I know that you have the knowledge, that you have the wisdom, that, that you just embody everything that you do preach. And I think that that is so beautifully inviting to people. And that's, you know, kind of part of why we really wanted to have you on here and and to be our our very first guest because you really do like walk the walk talk the talk and it shows in your work it shows in your energy like it it just it's all around I feel like who you are Mm -hmm. thank you so everyone listening if you don't already know her definitely follow her I'm sorry I'm gonna plug you already but because everything that you you teach you I feel like you really live and thank you it's beautiful to see and to be you know in your presence and you're also just like so well-rounded like when you think about like health like I mean not only is she like walking the walk in one area but it's like all the areas like so like you know I'll just say this like she's my personal trainer so like you know she she can teach you how to like make your like to make your body your own temple like you know to to really give your body the love that it deserves and and do what it can do and stretch it to its limits in the best way and like you know you've made me feel stronger than I've ever felt And then she can also, you know, at the same time tell you, like, how to eat properly and, like, you know, how to take care of your mental health and, like, all of that, which is, I think, so important, especially in that kind of environment. Like, I don't know that everybody at the gym is actually trying to be healthy. Are they just trying to put on muscle? You know, are they just eating, like, raw, like, chicken every morning? There's, like, I saw one guy that's, like, he drinks, like, like shakes of chicken, raw chicken. I was, like, that's disgusting. God bless. And talk about, like, talk about, like, not uh, not paying attention to, like, also your joy and what feels good. Like, that just sounds horrible. But, well, yeah. I appreciate that. And I will say, it's you showing up for yourself and working hard that gives me the ability to support you. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know... I'm the support system. I'm not, you know, I don't consider myself the, what's the word? Like there's no superiority, but I want to provide support. And that has to be for you or any of my clients completely, completely relative to who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've, you know, kind of always maneuvered through my health. And trust me, I've been through so many different practices and lifestyle changes and there will be different things I adapt for the rest of my life. And I think that's another place where people get stuck with their health. They get so caught up on some idea of a guarantee or a permanence. Like, you know, if I drink chicken shakes every day, (laughs) this is going to be the permanent (laughs) result for my life. You know, that's just, you know, a silly example, but that's not how the body and mind works at all. So you, you know, it's about developing the, your intuition, you know, the conversations between your body and mind. Working out and exercise is phenomenal. 
um, eating healthy and eating curtailed to who you are as a person and how your body responds to different nourishment is awesome. These are just building blocks and we have to use that to kind of be prepared for when we're not feeling as well mm -hmm. or when our body does shift. Um, you know, a good example I love to use is like, I, you know, I ate different ways, you know, still nutritional, still very healthy, but you know, the way that I was eating and living as a bodybuilding competitor was much different than now. Like a lot of things translated mm -hmm. for sure. Like there was a really good foundation. Um, I'm very old school. So for me, I'm like, you can't, you know, there's no, there's no hacks. I don't really like the whole ideology of health hacks. There's no hacks, there's hard work. And I think the dedication to it, um, people get really complacent, I think, with their symptoms or their illness that they don't actually realize how good they're designed to feel. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I feel like we have all had a moment in our life, whether it was a moment or a day or a week or a year, where something going on with our health, like physical, mental, emotional, it, it kept us from enjoying other parts of our life. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's not, it, it's just a bigger, bigger picture of like your long-term health and you're not always gonna be perfectly healthy. Um, you're not always going to be cured, you know? So this idea of permanence, I think, locks people up with what they're supposed to do with their lifestyle. Like they're afraid that there's not gonna be a guarantee. We're spoon-fed a lot of stuff in modern society, especially with being really comfortable mm -hmm. and really complacent. And we have a lot of modern amenities that really kind of keep us in, in boxes we don't need to be in. You have so much knowledge, Lacey. Like it's, it's incredible. I want to dumb it down for a second. Is that okay? Let's go. So I want to like pretend that I'm a person listening to the podcast who, so we just had a new moon on Monday. I don't know if you're listening to this 10 years from now, maybe you'll also be manifesting this, but what if somebody came to you and they were just like kind of vague, but they were like, I want to manifest like my healthiest physical form. Like mostly focusing on the physical, obviously there's the mental aspect too you have to consider. Mm -hmm. But if somebody just said that sort of vaguely to you and they are like, cause they almost don't even know what the issue is. You know what I mean? They're in this space where they're just like feeling like unhealthy in all the ways. They don't feel good. Yeah. They just don't feel good. And they came mm -hmm. to you and they were like, I need your help. What okay. would you, how would you start? Well, we'd sit down and we'd talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, we'd really deep dive. We would have to cover in conversation physical things, mental things, emotional things, and spiritual things mm -hmm. um, right off the bat. And any health history that's pertinent, you know, you might not think about how like, you know, a broken arm or an appendix removal, you might not think about that, but there's still things to certain consider, especially with like lifelong trauma. Mm -hmm. um, we might explore things like what relationships do you have? What's your support system? Um, you know, we, we would go into different mindsets of like impact mindset. So this is something that I've kind of been developing and using with a lot of my clients. And uh, if you're listening, hopefully 10 years from now, there's something really formally published about this. But like, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure other people have done similar things regardless of the language, but I guess the theory of impact with your health. So if you wanted to completely grow and improve your health as a person, where do you start? Yeah. It, it feels very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think if we look at a few different areas of our life and what would be the most impactful and starting with the basics um another place where i see people get caught up is 
because they see so much online, they're worried about a detail that is so past their found their own personal foundation. Yeah. That they're like overthrowing a great place to start. Yeah. Um, so sleep. Sleep mm, so sleep is, is the first sleep, place you'd start. Sleep is a great foundation. I mean sleep, recovery, what are your sleep habits like? Like really assessing that. How can we improve it? Not just, you know, how long you sleep, but how do we improve quality of sleep? Mm. What things could be influencing your sleep or affecting it? You know, if you're a mom or if you work overnights, they're going to be different than somebody. Mm. They're all going to be different and subjective. What are things you can do in your sleep for your health? How's your sleep position? Are you eating close to bed? Um, Is your body mineralized? How is your breathing while you sleep? I feel like sleep is a great place to go because if we're not fully rested and recovered, we don't have a great mental capacity to do much else. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a woman, we're definitely going to talk about hormones a hundred percent. Like that is like a non-negotiable. Um, I think even when women start to explore their hormonal health and their period health, which everybody should be doing, it's not just about the period. It's about the entire dynamic of the physiologic, like the physiological state of the body. And how our hormones affect literally everything, you know. And then we got the moon affecting us too. So then we have to like, you know, there's a lot of influences. Um, I think when it comes to, you know, if somebody approached me with that question, I would facilitate the best, like I would help them figure out what they feel is the best place to start. Mm, like whatever is hurting them the most. Like if yes. they're like, okay, number one issue is I'm never, I can never fall asleep. And I sleep for three hours a night because I have insomnia mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so you'd start there with them. Then if somebody else was like, I'm eating junk food all the time, mm-hmm. you'd have to like help them figure out why they're eating junk food, why they're attracted to it, and mm-hmm. how to how to feel more inclined to eat healthier foods. Yeah. I mean, we're designed to eat healthy foods. And that's a, you know, nutrition's a big one too. People, Some people struggle a lot with it. And they blame themselves for a problem that is so much more of an issue in so many layers in our modern world, Mm -hmm. in our food system, in our medical system, our agriculture system. You know, people put a lot of blame on themselves and about these things. I'm like, you can't control every single day, you know, if there are certain chemicals being sprayed on food or the resources you have for whole foods, but you can take you know, personal accountability for the choices you make every day or how you contribute to the world that you do want to see. Um, like even just voting with your dollar, you know, buying eggs from your farmer down the street instead of like a big supermarket. Like there's so many little things that we can do to help us get to the world that we want. And I think, you know, I think it's safe to say that most people want a world that is significantly improved than what we have now mm-hmm. and would be relieved and happy to just have clean water and good food and you know medical support and a roof over their head mm-hmm. i mean basic basic survival and just the basic foundation of a comfortable life so then they can have enrichment yeah you know if you take people's health no matter how many things they do how many plans they make how many hobbies or you know, traveling and this and that, if you're not in good health, you don't get to experience that to the fullest. Yeah. You know, if you're in pain or if you're unwell or if you can't emotionally regulate, you know, or if you're just stressed, how can you enjoy going out to dinner, you know, and having a fun night when you're worried about like a water bill? And it's like, when my water's not even clean, why am I paying these people? 
Yeah. I do think that is a main issue. People say when they're when they're worried about their health, they're like, I don't have time to eat well, to cook well. I don't have time. I always hear this. Like, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to, you know what? But, and then it's like, it's hard to justify that to them of like how, how you make time for it. But then also it's like, how much time are you going to lose in your life if you don't get healthy mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know? It could take years off of your life. Mm-hmm. You could also just wake up a half an hour earlier, lose a little sleep, so maybe we lose out on this. A lot of it's cost-benefit, right, too, when it comes to all this. It's like, you know, you have to sometimes weigh it out. Right, right. Or it's like, you know, maybe because of my schedule, I'm lucky if I get six hours of sleep a night. Like, yeah. that's my, you know, that's what's going to happen with my life right now. Make sure that those are the best freaking six hours of sleep that you can possibly get. Yeah. You know, start with like, start with something that you already do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already have to eat. You already have to sleep. You have to hydrate. Yeah. And you have to move. Start with that and go there before you're worried about, okay, all these little specifics and details and things. Once you get to that part, that's when you start having fun with your health. That's when it starts being really, really interesting. Um, and like herbal medicine really did that for me because I started seeing, okay, how does my body respond and interact with certain plants? Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what happens, you know, with anxiety, what different habits and long-term, how are they affecting my anxiety or my hormones? And these are subjective, but then you can start really seeing, okay, what are the details or the habits or the rituals that aren't going to consume my life, but are going to be my lifestyle enough that I know this is what works for me. And then intuitively, I know when I need to make an adjustment kind of thing. And it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. I mean, this is like, you know, I've dedicated 15 years of my life to my personal health other than the foundation of how I was raised. It has changed so much. We have to be able to adapt. There's like no permanence, but there is certain continuity. You know, having good quality sleep will benefit you for the rest of your life. Try to nail that down, you know? And I'm sure you know, too, with like all the work you do, working with the brain and the mind, how the mind, when it's not well rested, what that happen, what oh, happens yeah. in there. I also see a lot of people who want to take everything on all at once and it's overwhelming for them. Or maybe in, in some cases, I feel like they do start seeing improvement, but it's like you can't even pinpoint what it is that's working for them because mm. they're trying to do everything all at once. What do you recommend to those kind of people? Like, how can they see what's actually working for them and what's not working for them for those people that just want to do it all? Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, more specifically, like nutrition or training or just overall like health. I feel like there are. I I see a lot of people who are like, okay, I'm going on this massive diet. I'm gonna, you know, only eat this. I'm cutting out this. I'm exercising. I'm gonna have a meditation practice. Like, I see a lot of people who, like, just want to go to these extremes. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I've even been there, too, in my personality, where I just want to, like, change everything right now. Aries. And then it's, like, not sustainable. And maybe that's why I attract those people, too, because it is in my, like, natural personality. Mm -hmm. But Um, then you can't even tell what's working. I, I love that question. And I can relate to that because I've certainly experienced that. And I think it's something that we always experience in waves because we want to go full force and I think it's human nature to like have that, like, I don't know, that ambition, like that excitement. 
that can be channeled into really, really beautiful, powerful change. Um, and it, it, once again, it's subjective. Some people need to completely wipe the slate, like the slate clean, tabula rasa, and revamp their life, and that's how they're going to be consistent. Not everybody does that. Not everybody responds to that. Um, some people want to charge ahead, and other people want to walk and observe. So I think that's something that does kind of depend on the personality. Um, as far as being able to really determine like different um, different things that are affecting you or influences, there's you know I think you can use a process, and this is just like one method of like say eliminations to see if something is negatively affect you. What can you remove and see if you respond? If you remove something you feel significantly better, that's a signal too. Um, mm -hmm. You could add something and see how you respond. I think, once again, we can't always expect an immediate result. It's the dedication over time and being really, really mindful and not just like forgetting that you've implemented or eliminated something, but paying attention to your body in the process. Um, okay, great example. So I was a vegan for about five and a half years. I think I was like 20, from 21 to like 26-ish. Um, there was a lot of reasons why I wanted to try this moving forward. I was kind of vegetarian on and off. My dad's been a vegetarian pretty much his whole life. You know, vegetarian athlete. And I really, really, always really loved that. I think it was really cool. Um, and I was like a super, you know, whole food, like educated vegan. You know, not a junk food vegan. And... It was just a personal thing. There was a lot of reasons. So I'm not even going to get into the different reasons why people might go vegan. But I felt great. I was healthy. Um, that journey for my body was amazing. And then I got to a point in that journey where it didn't suit me anymore. You know, I still do a lot of plant-based stuff. Um, primarily, you know, nutritionally well-rounded. But that was like a five, six year experiment on myself to really track and monitor how I felt. And when it didn't speak to me anymore, I stopped. And if anybody's vegan and you want to shame me, that's fine. But that's my journey. It's not yours, you know. And like at the end of the day, it was my intuition. People need to trust their intuition before they get guilt or shamed into a habit or a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, I do not like food shaming. I think like food shaming or habit shaming in general is a terrible, terrible way for people to share and communicate what they're doing. We have to see like the beauty and the differences. Um, and I think a lot of health practitioners, they try to undermine what other people are doing because they don't agree with it. But that doesn't help anybody. There has to be room for multiple things. Exactly. That work. Exactly. And I've worked with vegans and I've worked with meat eaters and like I've worked with every different type of, you know, lifestyle or nutritional support or diet. And that once again is subjective too. What's the right way to do it? the way your body feels good. Are you getting the nourishment you need? Are you eating consistently? Do you have great blood sugar balance? Is your gut biome balanced? Like people are thinking too much about what's on the plate and not about the relationship of the food in their body. Mm, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I went yesterday, um, I took my kids, my older daughter had a half day and I took my kids to one of the farms up here in Warwick and I saw the lady that was working there as I was coming out of the little hut where they sell the milk you know and so I just asked her hey can I can I let my daughter go see the cow I thought there was just one cow but it ended up I, I took the baby out with me we went on a whole tour of 
where our milk comes from. Love it. And how the woman who worked there go with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She let us. She let us. So she introduced us to all thirty-seven cows. Wow. We got to pet each of them. We got to know all their names. Who's pregnant? Who's this one's daughter? And it was just so beautiful. Like the conversation that we had on the way home. Me and my older daughter, of course, the baby in the back. Um, (laughs) But just on where our milk is coming from and how we can see where it's sourced and who's taking care of them and how much they love these cows. And, you know, and she invited us back in December when the next baby's born and we can take pictures. But it was really beautiful, like what you said, to be more connected to your food. Not that everyone has, you know, that... Um, the, the ability to just go to a farm locally. Yeah. We're lucky we live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We're, very, <laughs> yes. we're, we're very blessed that we are surrounded by that resource. We are. And I've, I've never experienced that before, so kind of like the before and after, and it was like, it was really heartwarming to see exactly where our milk is mm-hmm. coming from. And your children are now, you're raising them with an understanding of that, that process that's so close to home. It's not, oh, we just walk in the store and it's magically on the shelf and then it's magically on the fridge. So, um, back to psychology and nutrition, like that, that whole relationship, I mean, why, why do they call it beef and not cow? Language is huge Mm -hmm. in health manipulation and how a lot of the, uh, I guess the infrastructure of modern society, language and manipulation of language has caused so much confusion and ignorance and disconnection. And I don't think it matters what kind of health practitioner you are or what kind of nutrition you encourage or whatever it is, you cannot deny the human design and our synergy and our harmony with everything that comes from the earth before it's meddled with. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, there's so many unnecessary steps. I mean, look at supermarkets. Like that wasn't a thing until like around the middle of like the 19th century. Yeah. So, you know, people, people don't realize in the big scheme of humanity, that's how much time? It's a few generations, you know? So it doesn't matter what kind of diet you want to follow or what aspects of like your specific health style or what you want to promote. You cannot deny that the human body is designed to be here and exist in harmony with the earth. Absolutely. You know, there's so much fear behind it. Like I even look at like, you know, like canning your own food. You're, you're afraid to can your own food. And that's not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody has to can their own food. <laughs> but you will walk through a supermarket and anything in a can or jar, you're, you don't think twice about it. Or how it's made. Or where it's come or from. Or is it healthy. Or yeah. it's ingredients. That is very backwards to me. Because that process to make that can on that shelf took all of this work and production and import and export and labeling and this and that. You just trust it. Instead of just, I picked some tomatoes and I milled them and then I boiled them in a jar and now they're just going to be in my cabinet. You know? Yeah. And I, like going back to the basics, going back to the roots mm-hmm. is kind of being reconnected with what we're putting into our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that edge kind of like has been a bigger influence on my practice more recently as a mom and a wife and um you know I love being in my home and it's so funny because like I never really envisioned myself thriving as like a domesticated creature but I am (laughs) but I am and I understand that not everybody has that space and um 
it's really important too, like how we, you know, we're very lucky to be surrounded by local farmers and an agricultural community that we can be involved in. Not everybody has that. So uh, another thing that I want to mention is it's so important to do this work and be transparent that everybody is in a different situation. And I want to try to be able to work with people and help them figure out their resources regardless of their circumstance. You know, like I want to be able to help, you know, a stay-at-home mother of five the same way I can help a single mother of two in the city. Like I want to be able to have that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it takes a lot of work because I do have to be able to remove myself from some of the things like that I have that could be privileges, you know, for my health or what I've been exposed to. But we have to like be considerate of that. And as women too, like doing our work in this community, having space for women who like need more help and mm-hmm. need more support and are longing to be healthy and do the best they can for their family. Um, so that's definitely like become super, super important for me. And I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but based on where my career started, definitely like the past like four or five years, it's really kind of beelined into women's health specifically. I was just going to ask, you read my mm-hmm. mind. I was going to be like, yeah. do, you pre- do you prefer to work with women? Like, it seems like you have an affinity for yeah, that. I mean, there's, there's a handful of times I've helped and assisted and supported men. Um, not as frequently or formally, formally. I mean, if, if guys want to ask me questions about things, I'm happy to like, you know, have that conversation. But my, like, I know that my work is supposed to be with women and for women. Hmm. So that's where my, my focus is on. Um, I got chills. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a healing process all in itself because it took me a really long time to find community women and finding you guys has been transformative for me. Mm. Absolutely transformative. Um, you know, I was very shy and I remember hearing about this shop opening and that before the opening, um, you guys had like, I think an open house for people who were interested in, you know, either having like their stuff here, artists or just connecting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to go to this and just like feeling overwhelmed by it. And is that when we met? No, I met, I, say, I met Dr. Witch that night. Okay. I was going to say, oh, so I didn't even meet you then. No, it was a, I was actually kind of a while before we met, which was so interesting to me, but like, I don't know. It was almost like, I, I honestly don't know if I remember when. I don't remember meet. meeting you at all. I have no memory of it. That's why I was wondering. I'm like, I have no clue. In a past life. Yeah, I feel like, like I've known you years forever. Ago. It's weird. I feel like you've been in this community forever. Like from. Since we opened. Yeah. yeah. She was pretty much on the shelf since mm-hmm. we opened. Yeah, that's funny. I wish I had this, and it's not that I didn't, but I think about, like, in my youth and, like, naivety in so many ways, what you are creating here and what you were, like, facilitating here and stuff. Like, this is really, really important. You know, House of Mm -hmm. Healing, that runs deep. Like, the, that is vast in the most beautiful, beautiful way. that was intentional for sure. Just, because healing is such a vast topic, Mm -hmm. and that's what we wanted, because I I don't like to ever put a container on myself, um... You know, as a Gemini soul that I am, I want to do, like, all the things and try everything. And I want that for everyone, too, which is why I have to work with other women like the two of you. Because I can't possibly provide everything to everyone as much as I want to with my cancer rising. I'm like, I'll take care of you. I'll do it all. It's fine. But, um, yeah, that's something I'm super passionate about. So I love that you've been a part of the community. And I'm excited to see how you can be um, even more so that is so important like that's such an important position on of itself i could not establish 
what you do and handle it as gracefully and organize all of it for this to happen, <laughs> for this to even exist yeah. and everything that it's you, <laughs> that you organize in the community and the network that you've built, like the web weaving that you have done. Yeah. I can't do that. You know, it's definitely a skill that I've learned. I don't know. I guess I would, maybe I was born with it. Maybe I learned it, but I do consider myself like a community architect Oh yeah. Amongst other things, I'm also you know a healer in my own right. But the the community architecture is pretty cool. I want to do it all over the place. I want to build more of these everywhere. I love it because I know people need it. And like you mentioned, like when you were young, you would have liked to have something like this. That's why I made it because when I was young, I struggled so much with like my mental health, my self esteem my journey in general, like if I had, I was interested in yoga by the time I was 15. If there had been a space for me to like practice and be spiritual, I would have started my spiritual path like years and years earlier. I mean, I started it when I was 18, so I was pretty young. But um, if I had had a space in my youth and I lived in a very small area like this, very rural, and there was absolutely nothing. And if there had been, things would have been it accelerated for me and that I mean I guess it's my path so it couldn't have been any other way but yeah I just want there to be a space like this for um I, I I'm very passionate about like the teenage girls for mm. me like for me because yes. that's that's where my biggest like hurts came from so yep. I want my my wounded healer wants to definitely heal the young women so when I hear you talk about women I'm like and you oh did mention young women for, uh, you mentioned yourself at that age at one point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're so impressionable. And I mean, this is a story for another day, but a, a lot of the work I do in a, especially like not just horm- hormone recovery, but education. So women know their options other than birth control. Yeah. Um, you know, my birth control experience and recovery as a young girl was very, very traumatic. And I had to do so much of that work myself and I was like, this ain't right. Like, you know, part of my health career that really started, I guess, the curve into women's health was when I realized this isn't right. You know, I'm such a healthy person. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the informed consent regarding it. Um, I mean, I feel like that's something we should talk about on another episode because we can go really deep. But the resources and the transparency and to see young women just like, and, and, just women in general, just like marched into like this industry and this business of whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, and our hormones being used to weaponize us. And I don't think that birth control has really much to do with, you know, the choice or the option as they've marketed it. Like mm. they've chosen to market a lot of different things in the health realm with no transparency or informed consent. Um, and how detrimental generationally you know contraceptives have been for women yeah and they haven't been educated on other options most of them don't even know or have been taught about their bodies enough no nothing to explore we don't know most young women don't know a thing about their cycle or anything i know for me i have like i have some trauma from when i was on birth control in high school by the time i turned 18 i was like absolutely not i had tried several forms none of them made me feel right i didn't like not having a period it felt weird Mm -hmm. scary then i'm always worried you know like it's like what's wrong with me you know um so for for me yeah i feel like it was definitely detrimental and now i have friends that are like i'm on birth control it's great but i'm terrified because of Mm -hmm. the what the way that it was when we were we were younger and i don't know if it's Mm -hmm. gotten better you can definitely 
access it easier than you used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even need a doctor. You can just like order it online, which is that good or bad? I don't know. Well, but it's definitely different. Once again, you know, I I always really like I just cannot emphasize enough that I you know, shame is not a part of my practice, but informed consent is. So, you know, if we're talking about something like birth control, there should be no shame in somebody's choice and if it works for them. Totally. But the informed consent, you know, it, when people hear something and they're triggered, it leads back to trauma, explore that. You know, if you're learning about birth control and you're like, okay, this is stressing me out, but it's working for me, maybe that's a sign to explore that emotion and you might discover something else. And, you know, once again, things that people let get into their head um, is I think they do worry too much about shame instead of, I need to figure this out. Like, what is my body saying to me? Um, I think I recently mentioned in like an Instagram story, like our bodies are always communicating with our minds. How much are you really listening? You know, if you bump your elbow and it hurts, you hear your body. You know, if you blow your nose and feel your sinuses clear, or if you have a tummy ache, anything that happens, you're hearing your body. But when you really start to develop the listening is when some of the magic happens. And I think that some people get really intimidated by that because then they have to confront a lot of shit going on. Mm -hmm. And it can be scary. But, oh my gosh, once you get going, I mean... Once you get past that discomfort, and you guys know as healers, it's so similar, like really two sides, same coin as emotional or spiritual or mental trauma. The, the connection, it's all there. We talk in the gym all the time about how sometimes you might be doing work in three realms, but if you're not doing work in one realm, mm-hmm. it can hinder your process. Yeah. Um, there's this amazing Native American proverb that has been one of my like, like my go-to's for like a lot many many years now and it just like hit me and it's the concept of the four rooms have you guys ever heard of that i don't know go for it so essentially it's the four rooms is every person has four rooms like within themselves like a house so spiritual mental emotional and physical um you know i you know when i first discovered this it was very surface level so as far as how deep it goes if anybody if you know i butcher anything i apologize but Essentially, the concept is you want to try to visit each room every day Mm. to live a balanced life. And if you start to really look at those rooms, most people have dominant rooms. Mm. Most people have rooms that they neglect, whether they're conscious of it or not. Windows covered in dust. Right. (laughs) But bringing it into the consciousness. So, And then you could break it down even further. Like in each room, okay, so like... In the physical room, you might have, you know, strength training or stretching or mobility. Or in, you know, the mental room, you might have reading or meditation or journaling. So then you can kind of break it down. I'm like, okay, so however you respond, draw it, write it, think it out. Think of yourself and like using that premise of the four rooms is something that I've applied to my own life for a long time. And it always helps me get back into gear if I feel like there's an imbalance. I realize, wow, like, you know what? I have been neglecting, you know, some of my creative urges or outlets, or maybe I do need to get more physical or wow, like I'm really hanging out in my emotional room. I need to get out of my emotions for a little bit. Wow. 
I love that. You're making me really want to journal. And I know for sure when I like reached out to you and I reached out to you like a few months before we actually started training, but I'd be like, I need to train with you. And like, cause I was feeling like I needed to spend more time in my physical room and I was doing, you know, some, some like sports and things like my mountain biking and I learned to snowboard last year and stuff like that. But it like, it wasn't enough. Like I needed like more regimented scheduled time to be like in my physical so I know for me, that one is the one that I typically throughout my life kind of neglected because of actual like traumas and triggers that I had around that, which I've discussed with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, it's been really amazing to, ha- to spend more time in, the, in that room. What are the four rooms again? Uh, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Makes sense. Yeah. So if anybody listening, when you're, if, when you're not driving or running around, if you, if you think of it, try to journal on this because that's a great journaling topic. Yeah. 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 And I think like in my practice with all my clients, we have to at least touch on every one of those realms. Yeah. At all. And people have to like, there is no one size. There is no one thing that is going to permanently change your life. You have to be graceful with yourself and understand that the complexity of us as humans and mm-hmm. from our souls to our bones you know, to our brains is unbelievably cool and mm-hmm. amazing. Um, it, and I think remind being reminded of that, I hope it helps somebody love themselves a little bit more today mm-hmm. or for whoever's listening. I mean, taking care of my health on days, especially like, you know, when I was younger and through phases of going through a lot of crazy, weird stuff in my life, you know, health and training this, like that was one continuity. And when I tell you, like there are certain points in my life as a young woman, when I was a little bit of a train wreck and totally unhinged (laughs) in growing process. Weren't we all? (laughs) Right, right. But you know, that was the one thing that was like, that brought me back to myself. So it's like, even on days when I would wake up and I would feel so much disdain for myself or so much struggle with my emotions, if I could show up to do something, you know, I, I think I've told you in the gym, on days when you struggle, show up and do something physical because it's a way to remember how strong you are without getting caught up in your head. It clears your head. For me, if I don't spend enough time being physical, it completely affects my emotional space. Mm -hmm. And if I am physical, it completely clears my emotional Mm -hmm. space and it makes me be like, oh, I'm just like a human existing in a body moving. We need to remember. Like, that's all. We need to remember how movement like how much we are designed to move. Um, yeah. I know you guys as moms, like something that has also been like a huge inspiration for like a different angle of like um, my work in like exercise and fitness is just watching my child and mimicking like all the baby movements and doing things with him and walking and crawling. And when you observe babies and children, they they do not look at a flight of stairs like, oh my God, another flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. They look at it as something to climb. Something to accomplish, you know, yeah. They don't, you know, they look at everything as just like this opportunity to use and explore their bodies. Yeah. And something in modern society has gotten a super comfortable and complacent with not moving those ways. And granted, we don't have to, you know, run through the mountains with spears necessarily to survive. We don't function the same way as like primitive ancestors or ancestors even a hundred years ago. But we're still designed to move and be extremely active. And this doesn't discredit things that could go on psychologically or emotionally. Um, I I wish I could remember his name. I was listening to this lecture and this monk was talking about depression. And uh, as somebody who has experienced depression and understands a lot of things about it, 
Like it's relevant, it's real. But his point was that if you look throughout history, depression is more profoundly a modern issue. Yeah. And a lot of it has to go with because we we aren't busy enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we get we can sit we have time to sit in our emotions and our heads almost too much in a way. I totally agree. Um, I say too, that's another reason to get moving. Like, get out of your head. Yeah. You know, I'm up in the clouds all the time. Exercising is what I have to do to be grounded. A hundred percent. You know, or I'll go nuts. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm, I start to go nuts when I don't exercise. And I, I, I feel the effects of it oh, like yeah. in every aspect of my life. Whereas even if I just take, find, make 20 minutes mm-hmm. to like, feel the burn mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a better human being afterwards mm-hmm. yeah of course because mm-hmm. you're designed to do it I mean even talking about trauma some people they completely forget to acknowledge that in trauma work you can do so many physical things to move trauma oh yeah I love dancing for moving stagnant energy Perfect like somatic example. dance obsessed yep. with it lately anytime I'm feeling something come up I'll just turn on a song and start dancing around my house I love it and it, it helps a lot. Yeah. That is that is incredibly powerful. Um, we're running a, a little close to our end time because okay. you have so much valuable information. So I want to just ask before we miss out on this opportunity, like how could people work with you? Like what different things do you actually offer? Because I feel okay. like you offer several things. Um, I do. So any anybody who does choose to work with me personally is going to get well-rounded perspective and you know I'll be able to facilitate and pull pretty much all my different areas and I like to do that with everybody Mm -hmm. um but you know as far as different options you know if somebody wants to focus on personal training and health development we could arrange that to do personal training sessions you know you've done that so you know highly recommend that we you know we do trading it's very well hurt a little bit but in a good way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but we, we also, you know, during our sessions, we discuss a lot of other components yeah, of health. Light. You know, we're not just talking about the movement. You know, I really like to explain to you why we're doing certain things. Yeah. It's not just, okay, do this, and then you leave. Like, I feel it's really important to explain to people what different things and tools they can use with exercise and movement. Um, you know, and that would include other health support as yeah. needed. Other ways are more private sit-down consultations, which, you know, is like an intake process. And, you know, I you can work with me for duration. You could just do kind of like a mini consult to throw around some ideas. Um, I kind of, it can be catered to each individual. But, you know, as far as the resources I can provide, um, personal training, sports medicine, um, nutrition, nourishment, herbal medicine, integrative stuff, and then all the way down to like more spiritual stuff, relationship development, mindset, psychology, um, you know, obviously hormones and like women's health is a really, really big one that I work with a lot of clients with. Um, detoxing, gut biome. I mean, I've worked with people who have Lyme and IBS to people who just want to get stronger. Yeah. Depends on their goals. But I do like to offer well-rounded perspective. And then... Typically, if somebody responds to, like, specific parts of what we talk about, that's what we'll focus on. You know, and my biggest thing is I don't want clients for life. Like, I don't want clients to need me. I don't want clients to rely on me. I want to be able to send them back off, you know, into the world with 
with a new sense of understanding and just helping them figure out how to develop their own intuition so they can really feel confident listening to themselves before anybody else's advice. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what foods feel good and have a good relationship with your body. You know how to, you know, practice and build habits in your life that you feel good and they don't have to be my own. Mm -hmm. But um, I think at the end of the day, like we were talking about titles and how that's kind of difficult for me. Like, I'm an herbalist. Anybody can be an herbalist. You know, I'm a trainer. There's a lot of room for assumptions because not all trainers are equal. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, I'm a researcher. Yeah. You know, and like theorist for health. And like, I just want to help educate people. And I want them to be inspired and start considering their state of health and what they can actually do for it in a different life. Wow. I love that. So where can people reach you? How can they find you? Um, I'm still getting better at that. Definitely this podcast um, <laughs> and definitely this establishment. Yeah. You can um, come to Crystals of Courts and buy stuff in person. Yeah. So, you know, email is great. I'm very old school. So the website thing has been a doozy. It will happen one day, I'm sure. Um, Instagram is probably my biggest platform right now just because it's very easy and I'm in the community there. You know, so email, Instagram, um, you know, I do so much stuff What's here. What's your Instagram handle? It is, listen, this is how bad I am, <laughs> at underscore that underscore plant underscore lady underscore. Lots of underscores. I know. So we'll type it up yeah. Yeah, um, we'll type below, it up. but it's that plant lady. And all of your healing work and your consultation work, is that also available online? Um, so yeah, most of my clients, if they're not in the gym also or local, will I do Zoom sessions all the time, and I also want to organize a day here for pre-registration yeah. in-house, so it could be like, you know, 60 to 90 minute pre-registration consults. Um, if you've been interested in working with me, I, you know, that's something that I'm thinking for like late winter, early spring, I would like to do, so it would be a really cool in-person opportunity. Mm-hmm. See, in-person is like my favorite way, because then you can really connect with who you're working with. Um, and I also have the luxury and honor of hosting lots of workshops here. Yeah, you have one coming up, and it's very related to a lot of the stuff we were talking about. Yep, so this Saturday, um, the Vibrant Woman Workshop, and it's going to be all about women's health, hormone support, you know, with some sprinkles of herbal medicine in there, nutrition, Mm -hmm. and cycle tracking and other resources for, you know, just being in control of your body. What time is the class? Um, it will be one to four. Okay. As of now, I am still welcoming walk-ins. So if you are interested, just come a little early to register downstairs. Good. Um, Definitely come early because I feel yeah. like your, your workshops Her, sell out She usually fast. sells out. Yeah. So I would check online see if we even have spots left. I hope so. You yeah. know, and it's great. I mean, that's, I think after all these years, like being in places to talk and to teach, you know, working one-on-one is so, such an honor and so personal. But being in spaces like to teach and share definitely lights me up, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to sign up for that class, you can do it at crystalsofcourts.com. Um, and you'll just search in the search bar, vibrant woman and you can find it. Um, maybe eventually we'll get you to offer it through our online services, which I'm working on. That would be really That'd cool. That'd be so cool. And it could just exist there and people could purchase it whenever. So maybe when you're listening to this, it'll be available online. I know. And I am trying, you know, we have to get a few dates together for the new year, mm-hmm. but I do try to, and with your support, and I'm so <laughs> grateful for this, you know, I've been trying to um, facilitate a workshop at least once a month, yeah. more or less, other than like the fairs and other community events. 
and to have some nice diversity in the content. Yeah. So maybe I'll do another poll soon to see what people are into. I would love that. And um, and in February, we have something fun planned. We do. We haven't picked a date either January or February. We're going to do a really sexy we are. sexual healing workshop, including yoni eggs, if you guys are familiar with what those are. Oh, yeah. So we're excited about that. I'm telling you, there's so many. I feel like there's just so much stuff. There's yeah. so many places we can jump off. So but. many outlets. Like, this has been awesome, and I really love that our conversation today was a lot about just, like, general health theory and mindset and stuff and, like, healing. Yeah, it was beautiful. Very well-rounded. You've got, like, a great well-rounded view on things. appreciate that. I really try. I really try. I never want to get stuck in a mindset or a perspective more so um, or ideology for too long, you know? I think we're going to have to bring you back on for a couple more podcasts down the line because you just have, we could talk forever just about your herbal knowledge or just about your knowledge of like the human body and the musculature and like all that kind of stuff. Um, I think, yeah, we'll have to bring you back because that was just a taste of what Lacey's got to offer. Just a taste. Oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) And I want to come on and maybe prepare questions for you guys because you guys do such fascinating work that I'm just like... (laughs) always so eager to hear and learn more because you both have just like an unbelievable like resume and life experiment experience and just so much that you've developed and facilitated and established and hold you both in such a high respect for that truly it's all mutual yeah it's all mutual we're all we're all doing it and living the dream and providing cool cool shit out here so it's what it's about. It's very empowering to be in a room of women like this, I yeah. gotta say. Yeah. And anybody who's listening to, whether you're a man or a woman or however you identify, you're I'm sure you're doing magical stuff out there too, so keep it up. Yeah. And thank you for listening too. Thanks for listening. Definitely check out Lacey's social media. Comment below with your thoughts on this episode or if you have any questions. Um, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Please let people know about Lacey. Let people know about the House of Healing. Let them know that this podcast exists. And if you ever want to come on, you can also email us at email again. Stairway <laughs> to Healing Podcast Stairway at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. And make sure you visit your four rooms today if you listen and yes. you like that. Yeah. That's your homework. So yeah. that's what that's what I'll leave. You bet. Oh yeah. So wait, one more thing. Uh-oh. So maybe that's your thing already. But yeah. if you if you, Lacey, had one message to share with our audience or to share with the world at large in your life, what would you want to share? What would you want to provide? I'm going to stick with the four rooms. Yeah. I could go to a lot of different places and overthink this in so many ways. And I know there will be opportunities to share more. Okay. But I think today, just consider and explore the theory of the four rooms within yourself because there's not many things that across the board pretty well relevant to humanity you know what we do because everything is so personal and subjective but and I look at the theory of the four rooms I think that's something that without question every single person could use as a resource or a journal prompt or just a a way to explore themselves because it's you know it's a relevant existential kind of like I thing. I love it. I yeah. love that so much. Visit the four rooms. Visit all four of your Visit rooms your four every rooms. day. You know? Emotional, spiritual, mental, physical. Yep. Visit them. Mm-hmm. It's changed my <laughs> life for like 10 years. I'm telling you. 
I'm gonna explore. That I'm for gonna. Sure. I'm definitely gonna go journal. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be like, yes. I have to five minutes before I need to go where I need to go. I'm gonna be like, make some columns it. here. How we doing? That's awesome. Thank you so much, Lacey. Thank, Thank you, Lacey. guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming. We look forward to having you on again sometime. Yes. You guys are awesome. Thank you.